Hello, listeners. Welcome to another edition of Last Man Standing. I am one of your co-hosts, Daniel Sardar, and my partner in crime is... Taha Sheikh. Guys, we are excited for episode number two. You know why? There's so much going on in the sports world right now. Uh, the Maple Leafs, they've finished a couple of games. We'll express some thoughts on how they've fared so far. Uh, the MLB playoffs are also going on, Taha, if you haven't noticed. October is uh, playoff baseball season. October baseball is uh, my favorite season of the year. It's also <laughs> cuffing season. But it's not Halloween, though? You don't like trick-or-treating? I like cuffing season. Oh, you like cuffing season. Get the flu shot then, dude. No, not cuffing. Cuffing. Oh! Cuffing season. Oh! oh, oh. And it's also okay. PSL season because I'm, right, you know, I'm a basic, right. uh, basic right, person. Cool. All right, all right. <laughs> there you go. PSL season as well. And, and we'll wrap up the talks tonight with some basketball t- uh, talks with uh, Kyle Lowry. And uh, some news coming out of Raptors camp uh, yesterday morning. So that'll be really fun. So the, the news that came out of Raptors camp wasn't the fact that they're signing me to a 10-day contract. Just to confirm. Okay. You haven't heard about that one no, yet, have you? No, no, no. You, okay. you suck too much. So I don't think they'd be signing you to anything, really. Hey, if Matt Thomas can go 98% unguarded on an <laughs> efficient field goal percentage, I'm sure I can go at least 91 Okay, interesting. On a good day. Interesting. So let's get the show rolling here. Toronto Maple Leafs. Four games in. Two... One and one. Lots of fireworks. Let's go back to opening night, opening night, Taha. Wednesday. The Toronto Police unveil their new captain. Initial thoughts. So, give you a bit of story behind this. I ran home from work. Literally ran. I caught the train and I got home at 6.58. And I wasn't excited for the season opener. I was excited to see which player of mine would have the C on his jersey. Okay. So my parents asked me, like, why are you in a hurry? Like, what's going on? I'm like, the rap, not the rap, the Leafs are unveiling their captain. They're like, so he's having a, this unveiling? I'm like, no, there's a game after that, but there's an unveiling of the captain. And it's the 25th one, we've been years without one, blah, 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 blah. Sitting there, and I think I missed, like, the first half intro of the Leafs players. I'm like, okay, so I don't see Riley, I don't see Marner, I don't see Matthews, and I don't see JT. I was like, okay, so one by one, the dominoes are going to fall. So Riley came out, Marner came out, and both had A's on their jerseys. But then someone from Scottsdale, Arizona was an So, A's. So as soon as that happened, I was like, I'm like, there you go. That was my pick, right? I yeah. thought Austin Matthews that was... was uh, in fact, if you guys go back to episode one, both Daha and I picked Austin Matthews. Yeah, that's why we said we're amateurs. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're on a podcast right now, guys. <laughs> yeah, the last man standing in this case was John Tavares. Um, it wasn't Matthew, it wasn't myself or Danielle. Um, honestly, first of all, I'm going to give a shout out to MLSC. Uh, the way that they presented JT with the, with the uh, captain crest on his jersey two days before was through his son having a jersey in uh, Shanahan's office and all that. That was great. I think it was a nice touch to it because uh, obviously uh, JT's a family man. And I think the one thing that stood out to me was the fact that um, showing him as a father figure was kind of being like he's going to be the father figure of this team. Oh, right, wow. and he's going to be leading this young core to a Stanley Cup because he's a leader on and off the ice, and that's the relevance that I saw in that whole video presentation and how much he cares about his own boys because he always calls Marner's, Matthews, the rest of the guys his boys. All right, so that's what I thought. What about you? Great thoughts. You know what? Uh, I picked Matthews myself. I really thought that the Leafs would uh, go with their homegrown star, but with that said, you know I'm perfectly fine with JT. Uh, donning the seal on his sweater. I think he's very deserving. He spent six years as a captain on Long Island. He shows a lot of maturity, a lot of poise. He hasn't been the tabloids or the news or anything like that. I think he's going to be a great role model for some of the younger leaves, especially 
Austin Matthews, who we all presume will be the next person to inherit that crest on the sweater. But yeah, yeah what's up? So what do you think Austin Matthews focused on? So now that chip off his shoulder is gone, that he's not a leader, uh, as, a, as not the leader of the team, but he, do you think he focuses more on his skills to develop as a hockey player and is a bit of a monkey off his back? He's like, hey, I just got to focus on scoring goals now. I think this is great for Matthews. Uh, I think Matthews has, listen, playing in a market like the Leafs in, in Toronto, it's a, it's a hockey hotbed. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of media scrutiny. And to not have a 21-year-old exposed to that two, three times a day, I think is only a plus. On top of that, you know, he can continue scoring goals like he has in the first four games of the season. Uh, and I, I personally feel that this was a decision made by management to, to protect their young assets and I think JT would uh, would serve them well in that role. I think yeah. So I think with the Leafs getting off the monkey off their back, the captain's there. Uh, I think let's focus on what happened in their first uh, four games. Yeah, they're not four and zero. No, they're not three and one. No, they're not zero and four. No, they are That's two. Good. They're two one and one. Two one and one. Mixed results. Mixed results. I would five say five points. Five points. Five points out of possible, well, okay, well, it's eight points, really. So here's my thoughts. Opening night against the Senators, the emotions were rolling, running really, really high. I think the Leafs came out uh, swinging, and, and they won the game, as they should have. They've had their demons against the Senators every opening night for the past couple of years. So I think that's great. Columbus, again, Freddie uh, really showed why he is our starting goaltender. Still on his head for us, and we won away with another game. I'm going to stop you right there. Stop you right there. I didn't Why? like the fact that Freddie was your starting goalie on Friday night. Why not, though? You don't want your starting goalie to get the momentum going no. back to back. I wanted Freddie to be there on Saturday night, center stage, against our rivals. So you wanted him to be featured in Hockey Night in Canada because against a marquee opponent. Yeah, not because of the broadcast, the viewership, or any of that. It's because it's a bigger matchup. There's more pressure for a goalie, uh, for a backup to play his first game on Saturday night, hockey night in Canada, with a marquee matchup was just stupid. Now you can't really blame Hutchinson for all of this. I will can blame you? Hutchinson. They, they had a four-one lead in the third period. They had mental lapses, like they had all of last year. Well, through the playoffs anyway. And you know what, Hutchinson, in his defense, and I'm not saying he was perfect. Faced more than forty shots, dude. No, it doesn't matter. Can a man stand on his head. Doesn't matter. I think Freddie should have been in in goal uh, Saturday night, and that's the reason the Leafs aren't three zero and one. Fair enough. And then you had the game last night against the Blues, the defending champion, which was a bit of a litmus test, don't you think? I think last night's game was a win. You and, think so? And the reason I say that is, I don't see fact, the two points. I don't see the two points either. But it was a great early test for the team. Uh, on five on a five on five basis, the Leafs were outplaying out them completely. They outshot them the first period. Yeah, and they, you know the way that they played showed that there's momentum in this team, and they have you know some bright spots throughout the game that you saw that these guys can compete against the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, uh, they they can you know they can keep up with them, and it was just a few mistakes, uh, a few bad calls towards the end of the game that kind of gave it away in the third period. But aside from that, I think everyone from Nylander to uh, Sundin to uh, Trevor Moore. Everyone played well. Now, Sundin's been um, been impressing uh, Coach Babcock a lot. Uh, he's certainly not getting the minutes yet, but, you know, and he will have to earn his PowerPoint minutes as well because Riley and Barry are both ahead of him. But I think this is, uh, last night was a bit of a test to see where they stack on the NHL hierarchy. And you know what? I, I wish they had one to send the message that we are ready. And, you know, credit to the Blues 
They're well-balanced. They match up really, really well against us, actually. Uh, and you know what? Last night's defeat was a defeat, but there are a lot of positives you can take away from it as well. I think the one of the biggest positives that I see from last night's game, one thing that I really liked was it was Spezza's first home game as Leaf. Uh, kind of, you know, emotional in, in a sense. You know, Spezza was always a rival back with the Senators. Yes. Uh, and then seeing him here... In a in the blue and white was something completely it was different. Weird. It, it was, was weird. weird. I don't like the. Senators. But he played well. But he played like, well. I really don't like the. But Senators, he played man. really. He's been playing well for what he's done so far. He's played really, really well. Uh, and aside from that, I think for me the highlights of the weekend, the first four games in the Leafs season, I'm gonna say it in three words. What are the three words? Will the thrill. Will to thrill. Okay. All right. And the re- and I'll, the and I'll, we'll dive deep into. Uh, another deep dive. Deep, uh, deep dive. Sure. Um, we'll dive into who I think was a uh, deep one of the better performers for the Leafs in the opening weekend in a bit. But I think for me, overall, seeing the Leafs being able to catch up on the pace of the St. Louis uh, Blues. Yeah, St. Louis Blues. I was going to say San Jose Sharks for some reason. <laughs> okay, you Senator fan. <laughs> Probably but yeah, following Carlson from the center. Carlson, yeah. San Jose as well. Exactly. But no, so for me, it was just, you know, seeing them compete with a team like the Blues and making sure that there is a bright future ahead. So I don't think they're following the same script written by the Bruins. I see that there's a lot of role players on this team that are going to make an impact down the road. But I also see there's a few holes on our roster that need to be filled. And there's a few players that need to set it up. Okay, so who, who's, you know what, four games in, 74, 78 more to go. Tell me the one player who stood out for you thus far. Will the thrill. And, Will and, the and, thrill. and I'll, I'll sum it up in two, in two sentences. It took him 24 games to get his second goal last, last season. Year. Last year. He has two goals in his fourth game. Outstanding, little Nylander. Do not defer your contract costs next it's, time. It's a number change. It's a number change. Okay, you think so? I, I know so. I'm okay, straight fair up. enough. Uh, for me, I'm not going to pick one player because I think uh, you know a whole line deserves a lot of credit here. And this is the line with Nylander, Austin Matthews, and Andreas Janssen. They have been spectacular five-on-five on the power play. Austin Matthews is scoring at a pace that we're actually accustomed to in October because I think only Ovechkin has more October goals in the past few years. Uh, I, I'm expecting big things from this line, and you know what? I, I think it's time for, for Marner to pick up some more of the slack. Uh, I think the defense is really coming around. Um, so it's going to be a long season, a long grind, but these are some of the names that have come up so far. I think for me, the one thing that stands out, and before we wrap up this talks about the Leafs, is the fact that the Leafs are playing demanding hockey. And you didn't see that last year. Their goalie was bailing them out. The power play unit was bailing them out in the first half of the season. And you saw that trend in the playoffs as well, but they ran out of steam. But four games in, I see the difference. They're playing demanding hockey. And as Mike, Mike Babcock said it after the first game when he was giving the game ball, the Raptors game ball to Austin Matthews, is that this is our time. And you guys know this is the moment. For, I'm not talking about the York slogan, by the way. This is our time. I, I promise you. This is not an ad or anything for Shulik. Sponsor, if you guys want to go into the NBA program, let me know. Um, but yeah, it's, this is their time to you know win and get better over the season and get past that hurdle of the Boston Bruins and you know, hopefully plan a parade in a couple of months. Well said. I couldn't 
well, I, I disagree with you on pretty much everything you say, but that one I agree on. Moving on to the MLB playoffs right now, guys. October, like we mentioned at the top of the hour, is a fascinating time. The playoffs are in full swing right now. We have a couple of divisional series that are about to be wrapped up, Taha. So if we start with the American League, uh, very exciting matchups here. Well, actually, one of them's already wrapped up. The Yankees have beaten the Minnesota Twins 3 nothing, And to... Are you surprised? Surprised? No, no. Here's here's the distinction, the dubious distinction that the Twins have. They have now lost 16 straight playoff games, 13 to the Yankees. Did the Yankees scare you? Let me ask you that. I like the uniform. You like the pinstripes? I like the pinstripes. Okay. Interesting fact. Uh, my, my parents, when they were when they were raising me as a kid, uh, didn't really know that the uniform for the Yankees were the uniform of the Yankees. They thought it was a night suit. So, okay. when I was three years old, I would always walk around in a Yankees uniform. Okay, so you've been a Yankees supporter all your life. I, I didn't know that, that until saying? a couple of years Is that ago. What you're I saw some pictures. And oh, okay. okay. Maybe we'll put the picture up later on. Maybe we, maybe we should, guys. Follow us on Twitter. Maybe we might see some pictures here, too. But your so, thoughts on the Yankees thus far? The, so, here's the funny thing about this series. Both these teams were 1-2 and two in the most home runs in the, in the regular season. We were expecting fireworks, weren't we? Minnesota had 307. Yep. And the Yankees had 306. Well, one team showed up. <laughs> and the last men standing were, were the Yankees. The New York Yankees. Guys, the Yankees outscored Minnesota 23-7 to over the course of three games. The, the moniker Bronx Bombers couldn't be more appropriate. They just put them out of the waters. But they deserve to be there. Absolutely. Okay, they played well throughout the season, you know, with injuries. and They had a tough season. They had a really Very tough, tough season. But I'm happy to see them. As a, as a Jays fan, I'm not happy to see them in the ALCS. But as a baseball fan... I think they earned their spot in the ALCS. Gotcha. Now let's switch it over to the other series. Houston and the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays. You know, God bless them. So it's 2-1 for pictures. Houston. Yep. Right? An interesting fact from last night's or Monday night's start for Zach Greinke. He makes $31.5 million <laughs> for the season. The starting lineup for the Tampa Bay Rays in total made... Small ball (laughs) versus big ball. There you have it, guys. But it's funny because the Astros were in that position a couple of years ago where they were playing small ball. They were the Tampa Bay Rays, and they made the World Series. Absolutely. So uh, my thoughts on that series, it is 2-1 right now in the favor of the Astros. Uh, I anticipate this series ending as soon as the next game, actually, uh, or tonight. Uh, Astros, they have a 1-2 punch that is unparalleled in baseball. When you have Verlander and Garrett Cole starting back-to-back in any series, you have an advantage. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays, they've done really well. They shut down uh, the Oakland A's in the wildcard game. And you know what? Kudos to them for winning 96 games in a very difficult AL East. And to Taha's point, on the smallest payroll in Major League Baseball. They will be, so there's interesting, this might be the last playoff series they might be playing in Florida or in Tampa Bay because they might be playing half their season in Montreal. Interesting. So that's, Wouldn't that be nice to get baseball back in Canada on top would, of the, the Jays? I, I disagree with you. I have a feeling the Tampa Bay Rays will surprise everyone and make the ALCS. Wow. Yeah. It's, wow. Take. Someone forgot to take the crazy pills this morning. Okay, cool. Gotcha. I took them for lunch. <laughs> Wow, so Taha has the Tampa Bay Rays coming back. Well, they will have to win 3-2, so back-to-back wins. 
I have the Astros advancing uh, as early as tonight. I think Nick Anderson and Kevin Kiermaier are the X factors for the Rays. Uh, if they both show up, injury plague season, but I think they have what it takes to win. But that would eliminate a team like Houston Astros that came into the postseason 32% favorites to win the World Series. But at the same time, I don't think a, a series between the Rays and the Yankees would be competitive. It'd be very competitive. Let no. me tell you why it's going to be competitive. It's going to be no one wants to watch movable object against the irresistible force. That's what's going to happen. And no and one wants to watch it. baseball at Tropicana Field. Well, yeah, it looks I don't. Ugly. I don't. I certainly All right, don't. So I, I personally think I think the Rays can pull it off, but I would, wouldn't mind seeing powerhouses like Houston and Yankees square it off, square it off in the ALCS. Let's switch to the other side. Sure. Well, who do you have advancing from the AL then? Just quick, really quickly. I have the Yankees. You have the Yankees. I have the Astros advancing in seven games, folks. Uh, moving on to NL, as Taha mentioned, uh, we have a fun battle being engaged in Los Angeles right now. The Dodgers and the uh, the Nationals, called them the Capitals right now. Sorry. They are 2-2. Two and two. There's a game going on tomorrow night, Game 5. The most exciting them. thing in baseball. They don't have Game 7s until ALCS. Yeah. Game 5 for both of them. Uh, for me, I think here's my hot take. If you want to be so brave, the Washington Nationals are gonna win tomorrow night at Dodger Stadium on the strength. I'm leaving this podcast. I am leaving the podcast. On the strength of the Cy Young winner, Steven Strasburg. We are no longer friends, accomplices, workers, coworkers, friends, or anything. Okay, okay, okay. Tough guy. Who do you have then? The Dodgers. The Dodgers? The Dodgers oh, are winning the World Series. No, they're not. I'm skipping. They've been in the I'm World Series the past it. two years. They can't get over that hump. They're not going to win it this year. You're going to see the Washington Nationals upset them in, fi- in game I think five. the Dodgers will take it. Kershaw. Kershaw's been trash, by the way. He's been very inconsistent right what about now. What belly? Maybe, maybe. But the Dodger bats need belly. to wake up. The Dodger bats right. need to so wake I'm up. So I'm going to tell you the X factor for the, the Dodgers right now. And he goes by the name of Will Smith. And I'm not talking about the actor. The notorious rapper? Huh. Um. <laughs> I've seen your rap collection. Okay, you know you got plenty of Will Smith on it. I'm just going to leave. I think I just, <laughs> that's uh, his street, my mom's that, calling that, that, That's me the street cred right here, guys. He's got Will Smith on his album. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to a lot of Drake. Um, Will Smith uh, got called up in June or July, I believe, and started to be the starting catcher for the Dodgers and now is one of the best rookies and prospects to play the game and I think him and Belly and the combination of Kershaw could really be the X factor as to why I see them going to the World Series and winning against the Yankees but before we jump into the World Series there's another series going on yep We've got the Hotlanta Braves versus the St. Louis Cardinals. Hotlanta. Hotlanta. Um, the game, uh, game five again tomorrow night uh, in, at SunTrust Park in Atlanta. Uh, I have the Braves taking it tomorrow night. I think their offense is so potent. I think uh, Ronald Acuna is really going to wake up. The bat is really going to wake up tomorrow night. And I think they're going to take it in five games and face the Nationals in the NLCS. I'm picking the Braves as well, so we agree. So no one's the last man standing okay, here. Good. And the reason I picked the Braves is because there's a guy there, goes by the name of Bringer of the Rain. Oh. Josh 
Donaldson. Did he, did he ever play for the Jays? Cascas sounds like he a familiar He owned name. the Jays. Oh, okay. All, All right. right. Yeah. Uh, he's had an incredible season. Got that one-year deal. Alex Anthopoulos once again reunited him. Okay. Uh, outstanding season. And I think I would love to see him make it to the next round. Okay. And face the Dodgers because in my opinion, it would be Josh Donaldson versus... Rusty Martin. So who do you got? Dodgers. Who do you have in that series then? Dodgers and Dodgers. the Braves. You got the Dodgers. I will actually pick uh, the Nationals because I did not have the Dodgers advancing in the first place. Unfortunately, Danielle did not <laughs> take his crazy pill. So I am morning. going to go with the Nationals over the Atlanta Braves in the NFC. And who do you have winning the World Series? Uh, I have the New York Yankees going all the way in the World Series. Uh, I think their bats are going to come, uh, come alive. Stanton is healthy. Uh, Judge is healthy right now. Tanaka is pitching well. You know, I think everything is going to align for them to really take it. It it feels like it's their year, man. It just feels like it. So you're telling me just because they're healthy, they're going to do well? They have been performing well. I'm healthy too. And last night yeah, at the gym, you know, but you I shot be the bad one. Boy. I shot one for thirty from three point line. <laughs> that that's exactly how healthy you are. You shot one for thirty. I don't know what it was. I'm telling you. I think I was telling you before we started off recording today that there's something wrong with my shot. It's just feeling so. It's not, the flow's not there. Nothing's there. And we're talking about the flow. We talked about the World Series. We talked about a lot of interesting factors about who's going to win the World Series. But who's going to walk away with some of the bigger flows or the bigger trophies? The hardware. The showcase. The showcase. So, guys, we touched on the playoffs. Now let's move on to the MLB Awards because we haven't had a chance to touch on that in any of our segments yet. So I will kick it off with the AL uh, for MVP, I've got Alex Bregman of the Houston Astros. Listen, he's a, a well-rounded player who can who can really play multiple positions. Played 60 plus games at shortstop. Uh, you know, he's at career highs in home runs, walks, slugging, and and granted, he does have a lot of support. But you know, this was really going to come down to the perennial contender, Mike Trout or Alex Bregman, and God bless Mike Trout. He just plays for a horrible, horrible team. And I think Bregman, just bit, because of the fact that he is the best player on the best team, takes it. Who do you have? Mike Trout. Okay, fair enough. Tell me why Trouty wins it. 20 years old. His latest campaign has been, I think, his best season thus far. Highest slugging ever. Yep. Uh, leads the, co-leads, the, co-led the league uh, for home runs. Uh and he's playing on a team that was supposedly supposed to win multiple world championships with Pujols. Yeah, I, I, What's the guy's name that came from Japan? That Shohei Otani. They call him the show. Listen, Shohei he's... Shohei Otani. He's out <laughs> of the league. Listen, the Angels, it, they've spent a lot of money and they just haven't gotten the results. And I, Mike Trout's just in a bad situation. And the sad part is... He's locked into that franchise for the next 11 years. I just feel bad for him. He's playing for a shitty organization. Um, but, like, yeah, I, I can see Alex winning it as well. But, yeah, the only difference, the upper hand he has, his team made it to the playoffs. They're probably going to make it. You think they're going to make it to the next round? Absolutely. I don't know what's going to happen with that. But uh, let's jump on to the NL. NL? Uh, NL, this one was tight, man. And I'm really? going to go with Cody Bellinger of the LA Dodgers. Uh, this was a really tight race. But, you know, again, just like the AL, Bellinger has been the best player on the best team in the NL. He's a very consistent player. And you know what? All, all due respect to Christian Yelich of the Milwaukee Brewers, who got hurt in September. 
unfortunate. He actually had a higher slugging percentage than Bellinger. But you know what? Bellinger has been ahead of the curve every step of the way this season, and I think he takes home the hardware for NL. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna keep it short. I agree. Um, I don't think there's any competition. Yelich could have been the MVP, uh, second year straight, but uh, Yelich went down with an injury, unfortunately. Uh, but I'll stick with Belly. Uh, well, let's go on to the next award. Who do you have for the next award? You have so, AL Cy Young. So let's move to AL Cy Young. I've got Justin Verlander of the Houston Astros. Again, thought this could have been one and two with uh, with Verlander and Cole. Verlander was second in ERA, first in wins, second in punchouts, and and here's the piece of resistance: the no hitter against the Toronto. He owns the Blue Jays. All right, he's got two no hitters in Toronto. I think he deserves to win the Cy Young award. He might even get some MVP love. Who do you have? So it's funny. So if you refer to fan graphs and you look at the WAR for the leading candidate for AL Cy Young, you don't have Verlander in the conversation. You actually have two of the Texas Rangers starting aces, uh, Mike Miner and Lance Lynn. But that being said, uh, you'd be stupid not to give it to Justin. The guy is, is one of the most amazing pitchers that I've seen pitch growing up. But let's give it to him and let's just go on to the NL. Uh, so, as I mentioned, the Nationals, they're going to be uh, coming sharp tomorrow night on the heels of another fantastic campaign by Steven Strasburg. He was first in NL in wins, uh, and this is the first time in five years, actually, he's started more than 22 games, and it showed he may have finished 10th in ERA, but he was first in innings pitched and second in punchouts, and more importantly, he led the Nationals to the wildcard game in NL. For me, it's Steven Strasburg. I remember Steven's debut a couple of years ago. Uh, there were talks of him leaving the franchise because of you know a lot of issues or he didn't want to be around if Harper left or whatever it was. I'm happy he's still there. He's pitching on a great staff for a great team who's playing in the World, Se- World, the World Series or the MLB playoffs right now. I agree with you. Who do you have for AL Manager of the Year? Brett Boone, New York Yankees. They've lost more injury. They've they've lost more players to injury than any other team in MLB history. Despite that, he's kept his troops uh, motivated, and you know what? They won the AL East to show for it. Terry Francona from the Cleveland Indians. They didn't even make the playoffs. But this guy's done an amazing job with the team that he has. Injuries to uh, people getting leukemia and the trade of Trevor Bauer and all that kind of stuff. It's been a tough season for them. I think Terry Francona deserves it and will we'll get it this year. NL Manager of the Year is a bit more of an interesting conversation. I think we're going to disagree on this. Let me hear your take on this. I've got Craig Council of the Milwaukee Brewers. You know, whenever you lose your MVP, uh, it's always difficult. And this was at a time when they were really struggling. Uh, but you know what? After that, they went on a hot run and actually finished the top of the wild card. Uh, again, just like Boone, he did a lot with his tactics to keep it fresh, to keep his troops motivated. And ultimately, that deserves him the NL Manager of the Year. I disagree. I'm giving it to my World Series champions this season, the L.A. Dodgers. Dave Roberts oh is going God. to win the I, NL Manager of the Year. Remember that base he stole against the New York Yankees in Game 7? Or sorry, Game 4 of the ALDS back in 04. It's okay. You were too young back then, Taha. <laughs> this guy. This guy. But now, talking about too young, I think we're going to he- finish off today's uh, podcast of second episode. We made it to two episodes, man. Congrats. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Congrats, man. She can't. There you go. We are shaking hands. I can confirm. I his hands are really you, cold. His hands are touching mine. And this, this, <laughs> this is a surreal feeling. But we're going to finish off the, the podcast with one of my favorite segments. I think our only segments. Nope. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it is our favorite segment. It's called My Two Rupees. Uh, last week we talked about um, Captain, Captain C. C for the Leafs. And this year, we're gonna, this week, we're going to talk about, I would call him the captain of the Raptors, the leader, the future Hall of Famer, the bulldog of Bay Street. Sure. And I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about Philadelphia's own Kyle Lowry, who's also an NBA champion. Just putting that out there. Fair enough. Uh, report came out of Japan two days ago, a day ago, a couple of days ago, that Mr. Lowry and the Raptors have signed a one-year $31 million extension. Uh, I believe you sent me that article first thing in the morning. I did. I woke up to a nice, beautiful text from uh, from Daniel. (laughs) Open up my eyes. Let me get your two rupees, and then I'll jump in with mine. Absolutely. Um, This feels like a golden parachute. This feels like a big thank you from Masai and the Raptors brass. When I saw $31 million, that's a big chunk of money for a, a player who's Play is predicated on being aggressive and being very physical. And those kind of players don't usually, they break down really, really fast. And it's only a two-year term now, his last year, the contract and the extension. I suspect he'll be very durable and serviceable during those two years. Um, and here's the other good thing about this. It keeps us competitive. Now, you can still trade Lowry, but it tells the fans that, hey, we don't plan on blowing this up just yet. You know, we will be competitive. We're the defending uh, NBA champions. And, you know, keeping Lowry happy is very important. Certainly, he has a legacy here in Toronto. And I think it's a good move. And it's a good move for free agents as well. It tells them that, you know what, we're not going to tank. We're going to keep competing. And this might actually uh, lure some agents, free agents in 2021, when we have a lot of cap space. Your thoughts? So... I have the salary cap in front of me, and, and, and I loved this move. Uh, the Raptors give a big thank you, a warm, big bear hug to Kyle Lowry, and said, thank you for your services. Thank you for everything you did for this organization. Thank you for the NBA championship. And we will truly celebrate this victory for you over the next season. And here's a bonus check of $31 million. Mm-hmm. But the reason behind this, I think there's a bigger picture to it. And the bigger picture is that in 2020 and 2021, if you include Lowry's deal, they have $61 million on the on salary cap. Plus, you're going to add another 20-something million for Pascal Siakam. Sure. Probably and, more than that, but okay. And then you'll probably come up to 85, 90. Right? Sure. You still got about 20 million, 30 million to spend, and you'll round up your roster. You got a couple of spots to fill. Maybe you bring Ibaka in on a, on a smaller deal. He probably will come in a, in a smaller deal. Uh, but then the focus shifts to 2021, where the only player that is guaranteed money, or if the options are picked up, it would be Hernandez, Matt Thomas, and that's only if their options are picked up, and then Norman Powell, whose options picked up, and then I'm imagining OG Ananobi will also be there, and Pascal will be there. You would have over $80 million, in my opinion, to spend, or about $70 million to spend on a free agent that summer. And that free agency includes people like Victor Oladipo, CJ McCollum. LeBron James, Giannis. Okay, LeBron James would never come here, but, but thank you for I, I'm just gonna, but I'm just saying, but those guys are there. And next year's free agency class, biggest agent was Anthony Davis and Lowry. We picked up Lowry. Anthony Davis is going probably going back to the Lakers. And I think it was a thank you, and it was more of a, hey, let's celebrate. Let's you know build towards our future. And maybe Lowry comes back and joins the team when Giannis comes here, hopefully in 2021, on a shorter deal, on a smaller terms. That's my two rupees. Maybe you guys agree, maybe you don't. 
give us your feedback. And I think uh, that's what I have to say on my end. What are your closing comments for today's episode? Uh, guys, just keep listening every weekend. Uh, sorry, every week. Uh, we look forward to your feedback. And before we sign off, we want to give a big thank you to all our listeners. Everyone who gives us support. And we got more fine content coming out. So from Daniel. And Taha. We bid you all good night. And talk to you soon. Peace.